Tuesday Treat with NAZ Elite, a monthly podcast in which I chat with Hoka NAZ Elite team members, and you'll get a behind-the-scenes scoop on their training, racing, and everyday lives. I'm your host, Eric Sensman. You can find our monthly podcast on SoundCloud uh, by searching Hoka NAZ Elite, and you can learn more about the faces behind the team uh, by visiting their website, nazelite.com their Facebook page, Northern Arizona Elite, or their Instagram and Twitter, both at NAZ underscore Elite. On this episode of the podcast, I sit down with NAZ Elite's Alphine Tulamoke, and we discuss how she got to join NAZ Elite, where she came from previously, uh, what she's enjoyed about Flagstaff so far. And then we uh, we go back to a recent injury that had her second guessing herself. Uh, and following that, two back-to-back national titles that she won, her eighth and ninth of her career. Um, and then we go back even further and talk about uh, where she's from, what her life was like growing up. And then we jump ahead and discuss her goals for the rest of the year, as well as uh, goals into the future. So um, sit back and enjoy this episode with Alphine. All right, welcome to Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. I'm here on this episode with Alphine Tulamuk. Did I say it right? Tulamuk. Okay. Uh, you're, it sounds better when you say it. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, first... Congratulations on two recent wins at the USATF 25K Championships and the, the half marathon, just slightly shorter. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that those were U.S. National Championships 8 and 9, correct, for you? Oh, yeah. 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 You're 8th and ninth. Yes. I don't think I've ever spoken to a 9-time national... Uh, National title holder. Well, now you have. I have. Yeah, yeah you did. I guess this <laughs> yeah, is it. We can this finish. Is it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's exciting for sure. And uh, when was that? F- when was the first national title that you won? Um, it was actually two years ago. This last week, because my first national championships was uh, in the twenty-five k in two thousand and sixteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so the f- that, that yeah. was when I got my first national uh, title. Title. Yeah. yeah. And it's, so it's been nine and two years. Yes, yes. That it's must been, feel good. It's just great. Um, <laughs> I was hoping uh, when I left here two weeks ago, that was a week and a half ago, to go run the half marathon, I was hoping that when I come back, because I didn't come back, I just went straight from the half marathon to the 25K, and I told myself it would be great if I came back and nine-time national you know, champion instead of seven. And <laughs> it feels great. You know, yeah. I'm very happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll... We'll, um, We'll chat more about those races uh, in a little bit, but uh, getting back to something you just mentioned, so you joined NAZ Elite, I guess it was in January? It was um, yeah, I think roughly? sometime in January officially, yeah. yeah. But then I moved here in February. And then you moved here in February, yeah. yeah, yeah. So how you were coming out of um, Wichita State, correct? Yes, but then yeah. I also, uh, I was training in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, okay. Since I graduated, so I've been in, uh, I had been in New Mexico for about two and a half, uh, not two, four and a half years. Four and a half years. Yeah. And so what uh, what happened, I guess, to bring you on to NAZ Elite and bring you to Flagstaff after um, that time? 
So a year ago, a little bit of a, maybe a year and a half ago, I signed um, a contract with New Balance. And it was only a one-year contract, you know, to be negotiated after. And so last year, when my contract ended, I told my agent that I wanted um, to explore options sure. to see what else is out there. And um, so we explored options. And um, I also, like, I thought if I found something that was, you know, better for me as a person and made sense, then I wouldn't mind moving. But I also wanted to, uh, like, I don't know, like, be closer to New Mexico because actually my boyfriend is in Santa Fe, so oh, okay. I wanted to be close to him. Uh -huh. And also, um, I don't know, like, I, I mean, I was training in high altitude in Santa Fe, and it wouldn't have made any sense to go to a lower altitude. So I came here. Ben was very interested in me. Um, I, I saw him in New York, and I saw how Stephanie and Kellen ran, uh -huh. and they kicked my butt, of course. Um, <laughs> so then I remember congratulating him uh, at the finish line, and... When the opportunity to come here and check out came, he was interested, and so I flew here and I checked out the place. I liked the team. I looked at their workouts. It wasn't really like that different from what I was doing in Santa Fe. Uh -huh. Um, and I really liked Flagstaff. I loved the roads, and in general, I mean, it, it kind of reminded me of my hometown way more than Santa Fe, just because we have more trees here. Oh, and so everything just seemed to be coming together, and eventually, um. At least when I left here after visiting, I uh, I knew that from my part, I was pretty sure that if I had a good deal that made sense, I could probably move here and yeah. it worked out pretty well and here I am. Yeah. Well, it's good. Yeah, it's gone well so far, I guess. It is going very well. Yeah. It was scary, of course, um, when you leave something that you've had, you've had working for you, like, I mean, I was having, I had a great training people in Santa Fe. I had great training partners and things were going great. I mean, I was a seven-time national champion and to move away from that was a little bit scary, you yeah. know, because it's like, what if you're making a mistake? But then I also know in my heart though, that I was making the right choice and I felt like, like all through my life, I have been making choices and as long as I decide that it's the right thing for me, it will work out. Sure. And... Sure enough, it's working out, so <laughs> thankfully. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you mentioned a couple things you, you've liked about Flagstaff so far. Is there anything in particular with respect to Flagstaff and AZ Elite uh, that stands out as, like, the best thing about having moved here? Like, uh, yeah. <clears throat> in terms of Flagstaff in general, I think I like the fact that we have so many... Um, and paved roads to run it. Yeah. It's just not one road. It's so many of them, like, you won't get bored. Mm -hmm. Like, you can, I can decide to go to a different road every day, and it's not that far. You don't even have to drive that far. I like also how, like, it's so rolly, or, like, you could get a really hilly uh -huh. road. Yep. I like that, and, um, I don't know, like, with in terms of Nazalit, uh, I like the group. Um, it's good to have two women that, you know, next year, the three of us are going to be training towards a common goal, and that is the 2020 Olympic Trials. Yeah. And we're going to be working together and pushing each other, so that would be great. Um, they're also super moms. They're great people. So I'm <laughs> learning are. from that, uh -huh. you know, just in case in the future, if I ever, like, end up in a situation like that. Like, I like watching how they um, balance running and being moms and... I don't know, like, I just felt like when I came here to visit, everybody, like, was very kind to me, and they weren't just trying to sugarcoat anything, they were just kind, just because that's who they are, but sure. also, like, they told me, you know, like, if I needed to know something, I told them I needed them to be transparent, and they were, and 
Coach Ben has been great, you yeah. know, like, he's a good coach, I think. He knows what he's doing, and so, yeah, it's good. Good. And has there been, you, you mentioned uh, leaving your boyfriend back in Santa Fe. Has that yeah. been the hardest part of, of uh, It has, however, though, we've, uh, we've managed to see each other, you know, like, pretty often, but then that's only, like, this has only been, like, three months. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, it's worked out so far. Of course, it's frustrating trying to think that um, I have to be away for, like, a month before I could see him, or, like... Yeah, so it's challenging, but I think we both knew that we wanted to do this, and um, like I wanted to do it. I didn't want to uh, not follow my dreams sure. and then regret in future. Like this is an opportunity that I needed to do. I'm not gonna be running forever, right? So I right. had to take the chance. Sure. And we both decided that we are just gonna make the relationship a priority and we are just gonna work really really hard to make things work sure and so far it's working yeah so it's fingers crossed <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and santa fe it's not so far is it what is it like it's a not six it's only like drive? a five and a half yeah, five and a half, yeah. yeah well for somebody who likes driving but for me um that is like <laughs> i don't even like driving like i remember i drove to phoenix and it drove me crazy like i almost lost my mind like uh -huh. i don't like driving yeah. And so Santa Fe is still far to drive. Yeah, but, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was going to I was gonna get to this later, but now seems like a good time. Um, you've referenced where you grew up already uh, with respect to, like, Flagstaff being somewhat similar. I imagine part of the reason maybe you don't like driving. We love to drive in America. Yeah, and you've been here quite a while, but maybe back home you don't drive quite as much. Maybe that's why you don't uh, We don't enjoy. drive. As yeah. a matter of fact, I'm a new driver. I've only been driving since the end of 2014. Oh, really? Okay. So driving is something that is very new to yep. me. Um, I don't know if that is why I don't like driving or not, but when I was growing up, we used to run to school. We used to run everywhere. I mean, life was very good. Um, I, I don't like walking now either, though. I, I either run <laughs> or just, if I'm not running, then I don't really have any other option but drive. Right, right. Yeah, but like, it was really fun. Um, we never had to uh, use any vehicles to go anywhere. We mm. just walked everywhere, and that was that was great. And, uh, I mean, we have roads, a lot of roads and flag stuff. Like, up to, like, this point, like, even today, for the, like, about, I think it's, like, about a mile or so from my, where my my family lives or where my mother lives, there's no road. It's just, like, a, a path. Okay. And so we still have to walk everywhere. But um, the terrain, um, it's a little bit higher in elevation, but the terrain looks just, like, kind of, like, flat stuff, not just, like, because it's more green that we have more grass. Okay. But I just feel like... Like compare like if you compare Flagstaff to Santa Fe for example, Santa Fe is so much drier. Yeah. And yeah. so the greener and the more um like hills we have the better for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see. Yeah. And um how far was school from your home? Two miles. Uh, two miles. I didn't okay. know that until I went home. I actually thought oh, really? it was longer than that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. When I was home I would run and it's exactly two miles. Yeah. To where we have uh, the school that I went to, and that's also where we have the shopping center. Okay. Yeah, not that we buy a lot of stuff anyway, because sure. we grow pretty much everything. I mean, like, back home, we we have our own cows, uh -huh. so we don't have to buy milk. Uh -huh. We grow our own vegetables, we grow our own corn. So the only thing that we really buy is sugar uh -huh. and salt. Uh-huh. Really, like, wow. so... Yeah, I know. It's That's a beautiful cool. life. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but, like, it's, so it's too much. So, in, like, when I was growing up, I'll run for two miles to go to school in the morning. Um, that was like when I was in first grade and did third grade. And then if you were in fourth grade to eighth grade, 
you had to like come back after lunch. Okay. So then we would go to school in the morning, run two miles to school, come back for lunch, go back to school, and then say if it happened that you cut home and your mom needed something, then you had to go back. And seriously, that would be like what, twelve miles? And yeah. That that right. Yeah. Yeah, but it, most most times it was just like twice, just going in the morning and yep. coming back for lunch and then going back and coming in the evening. Sure. But I, I imagine you didn't, that's just what you knew. You didn't think like, oh, oh no, yeah. no, it wasn't training. And even right. today, kids are still doing that. Kids uh -huh. are running to school. It has nothing to do with training. It's just how we live. It's the way of life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And what's the name of the village? I know it's not very big where you're from, right? It's a pretty small village. Yeah. Like, so let's say like the exact name of where I was born and grew up. The name is Posey. Okay. Yeah, P O S O Y. Uh huh. But I mean, that's like really, really small. Okay. <laughs> like when I tell people where I come from, I say I'm from Kapenkuria, and that is like, you know, a bigger town that you could find on the map. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got and it. that's about probably like three, four hours away. And in that case, again, you didn't have a car. If you ever went there, it was by bus or something? Uh, well, we didn't have like individual cars and even today, you know, like there's public means of transportation. It's mostly uh, smaller cars. Okay. Yeah, not really buses. No. Okay. I mean, we don't have a lot of people wanting to go to the city. <laughs> sure. Not for, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like a smaller uh, vehicles. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and I understand you had thir or have 31 siblings? I right? do. Yeah. I have 31 siblings, yes. And no, it's not from one mom. <laughs> Four of them. Four mothers, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so you must have had quite a few of your siblings around the same age you were running to school with and back? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I did. But actually the one thing that I kind of forget to mention is, um, so even when, like, before I really started school, I went to stay with my aunt. Okay. And so I was the only child, you know, would be staying with her for a long time. And that was actually close. It was like about a mile away or so from school. And so I didn't really um, go to school with my siblings, not okay. every day anyway, because I was staying with my aunt, but we went to the same school. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. And um, I am also one of the oldest. Of the uh, group, okay. Yes, uh -huh. yes. Um, I think at the time when I was, like, really, really young, like, I think my dad had, what, two wives at the time? Actually, three. I remember, yeah, he, he was three, but then... Yeah, and then he later on married his fourth wife. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you were yeah, kind of the yeah, so I'm, one of the I'm first. The oldest, yeah, right, yes, right. Yeah. Have, have any of your siblings turned into distance runners or? Um, or in the well, US? actually, I have only one brother now. He's going to. Um, gosh, I can't remember the name now. Um, he's going to school in Virginia. Okay. He's a freshman. Uh -huh. uh, Liberty. Liberty. Yeah. Yes, he's a freshman at Liberty now. Um, he's still learning to run. <laughs> I mean, he was never a runner. It was just that uh, he saw me run and he wanted to, co to come to America so uh -huh. badly. And I encouraged him and he finally took on running like two years ago. Oh, okay. And it worked out. So I'm really excited for him. Um, he still has a long way to go. Sure. He still have a lot of things to learn, but I think he's, he will do well. Awesome. Yeah, but awesome. other than him, none of my other siblings wants to run. Uh, and actually, like, I think it's just because of how the community is. Um, so we have a lot of runners in Kenya, uh -huh. but in the past, it I think the the stereotype has been that runners are those that are not smart in school, and so if you had a kid 
who was really smart in school, they didn't care about running. I see. They didn't care about sports. But then if you had somebody who had the passion for sports, they didn't care about school. Ah, and right. so my siblings, you know, like they, they've all gone to school and they just didn't want to like worry about running. Like, sure. they just wanted to go to school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, in a lot of ways, yeah, if you could just be good at school and then that, get a good job, it's yeah. maybe easier than having to run really yes, fast. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not the easiest thing to do. Um, well, and one of the reasons it's not always easy to be a pro runner is uh, injuries. Obviously, that can keep you out. Oh, gosh. I hear you had a back, uh, some back issues recently. Yes. What's um, the story I there? believe, at least from what some uh, experts told me, I had a herniated disc oh, wow. on my lower back. Oh, goodness. I know. It was bad. Uh, but it's something that I have heard, you know. Um, I had it, like, it was vague last year. I, I think it, will, it was about August. Like, I would just wake up in the morning and I had this vague, you know, like, pain in my lower back. And then finally it localized to one place. But then even then, like, it was never bad. Like, when I was training for New York City Marathon, it was nagging. But, like, as soon as I started running, it went away. So it never really uh, prevented me from training. Okay. And it wasn't until uh, February 11th. Just... When I got here, like my Just second week, okay. yeah, yeah, my second week of moving to Flagstaff, yeah. uh, it was the first time that I I was gonna run twenty two miles. Uh -huh. We were doing a long run, and um, Ben had me doing two mile warm up, four miles at five fifty, and then six ten miles at like around six thirty or something. So I did my first part of it, and then when I was running the the middle um, ten miles, my back just kept getting worse and worse and worse, and mm. I kept running. I mean, I think. I'm pretty, uh, I'm not the smartest athlete, I think, sometimes. <laughs> maybe you just have a high pain tolerance. I, no, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. But I keep thinking, well, maybe it will go away. Uh -huh. And then I keep thinking about, like, I have a 22-mile long run. I want to do it. So I kept running, and it got bad and worse and worse, and it got to the point where, like, I felt like I had a hook on my sacrum. Oh. Like, it was so bad, and I couldn't move anymore. And finally, I stopped at 11 miles, and... It was a bad idea. I should have probably stopped like six miles before sure, that. Sure, sure. And I could not walk. It was really, really hard to like try to get into the car even at that moment. I got home, like there was every activity was really, really hard. I mean, simple things like going to the bathroom. Oh my God. That was the very first time that I was like, oh, I don't even want to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and those Sweet moments man. are the ones that you want to go. It's like, right, you, got, right. you gotta go. It was really hard. Um, so I went and uh, I saw Wes and he, um, he recommended some exercises and I really, really worked with me. And for two days for sure though, it was really bad. Like I couldn't do anything, even walking, I couldn't even walk. Um, but then it started getting better and it did take a long time to heal. I mean, I'm not pain free yet. I'm okay. still dealing with it. Like, wow. In fact, yesterday I was like, my back is not happy with me. Um, but at least it's to the point now where I can one sure um and like i've run a couple of races before these uh championship races i still had issues with my back but it never bothered me when i was running however i think my body just knew that i wasn't ready mm. like when i ran cherry blossoms um i wasn't in so much pain but like my body just couldn't like when they made the move i couldn't go uh -huh. i felt my body felt like really tired and my hips felt like somebody was crushing them or was hammering sure, them. Sure, sure. So I think that was just my body protecting me. Right. 
but like after that though like things are getting better and obviously you know i had two great races so yeah i'm grateful and yes <laughs> like it's true what you say like a lot of people can handle professional running it's so much pressure mm -hmm. and injuries are part of the it's like part of the job yeah you're gonna get injured it's the nasty point. part of it yeah. and yeah and some people are more prone to injuries than right others. right luckily for me i have not really gotten injured in the past so this was my this was big for me right even though i'm sure that a lot of people would be like you're very lucky you sure know, it didn't last long and i'm like hallelujah Can I mean? <laughs> that's right yeah did uh did it require like significant time off back um, in february like did you I take I a took, whole week I off today two, two weeks two, off two weeks okay yeah and yeah. then i did a lot of elliptical okay and you know i was excited when i was doing elliptical i actually tried uh upward choking oh yeah it didn't work okay no 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 that was uh, i was i was afraid that i was gonna sink uh. <laughs> i tried for 30 minutes and no that was not my thing and then i tried biking like uh -huh. stationary bike of course because i don't know how to bike and that my back was not happy with that so then i tried elliptical and it was good and so the next day ben uh suggested i should try elliptical i had yeah. never tried it. he has one here right? yeah. yeah but i was only confined to take a ride because again i don't know how to ride a bike and i will never like if i had to take the elliptical outside i wouldn't get any exercise because i would be like worried that i'm gonna fall <laughs> you know like but i did a lot of that um like my most of my build-up i think for at least probably like a month I just did elliptical to the point where I just got, got tired. I'm sure. It's great. I was sweating a lot, but like, I am just not, anything else that is not running is not fun for me. Right. And so I that understand. was hard. Yeah. But the elliptical really, really helped though. Um, it was a great tool to have. I hope I won't need it anytime soon. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you can just run. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, yeah. So you, you worked through it. Um, so if you were doing that for about a month, that got you into March, so you were kind of... I was still, so I ran a New York City Half Marathon in, on March 18th. Yep. I was still doing a lot of elliptical. Okay. Because, um, like, I mean, I took completely uh, two weeks off, and then even when I started, I wasn't running much. Okay. I was just running a little bit and doing a lot of the elliptical, and I had to continue doing the elliptical for a while. I think... Um, Actually, I didn't stop doing elliptical until after April uh, 10th. Oh, wow. Like, when I came back from Cherry Blossoms, I was like, you know what, I am going to run. And I was feeling better, though. Okay. And so I stopped doing elliptical then, and I started doubling my runs. Got it. Yeah. So, wow, that's... That's, that's like, recently, I know. Yeah, I mean, that's only three weeks yeah. roughly before the Honestly, like, it was those, like first three weeks before the half marathon that really changed yeah because i came back and i did a hundred mile for three weeks in a row and that just for whatever reason it made my body feel so good and i started feeling like myself yeah but three and a half weeks before the half marathon that was when i had the worst rest of my life it was like the rock bottom of my career i remember um crossing that finish line and i was so embarrassed that I wanted like somehow the ground to open up so I could just get in. Like I didn't want people to see me. Like uh -huh. I was, I don't know. Like it was depressing. Well, you've performed at such a high level yeah. for such a long time. Yeah. I and and I felt that. like such a loser. Yeah. I felt like, I mean, I felt like people would see me and be like, you know what? Yes, you made the wrong choice for one. That's why you're not running well. <laughs> and two, this is probably the end of you. Like I don't know. Like that's how I felt. Literally. Sure doesn't mean that people were thinking that way right but you yeah. get these negative thoughts yeah, yeah yeah i had those and 
honestly, if the half marathon hadn't gone well, I don't know what, I don't know how I would have um, lived with that or sure. reacted to that. I am so glad that it went well. It, it, it exceeded my expectations. That's but great. three and a half weeks before that, I I was just so out of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of people can understand what that feels like because in the sport of running whether you're an elite or just a average runner everyone goes through injuries um what what gave you you know a lot of being successful is is confidence and believing and uh believing you can win um what gave you that confidence going into the half marathon was it just those three weeks before where you you were running more and you were feeling better and that was enough to get you, you mentally prepared or i think it was mostly that you know like it was mostly that knowing that i had done three weeks of high mileage and my back was feeling good and i was beginning to feel good and actually like going into the race i was really tired on monday because i did a long run on one day and i was super tired um tuesday i did only one run wednesday by thursday my god i have never felt like that before i was feeling so good so light I was doing my strides and a midi fat leg that I had, and I was just flying. And I remember telling Ben, like, I cannot believe what's happening to me. I hope this will translate well to a race, but right. I was feeling amazing. Yeah. Like, usually when I go to a race, I'm a little bit crummy and, <laughs> like, like sluggish. But this, before the half marathon, I was peppy. Yeah. Yeah, and so that gave me a lot of confidence. But at the same time, though, um... I was running against, you know, some really good runners. Uh, Sarah Hall, for example, yeah. she's really, really tough. Yes, yeah, she and is. And really good. And um, she she had posted, um, I think, a tweet about running a 15-mile PR on, a, on like a... In a training run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like a tempo or something. And I'm thinking, holy crap. <laughs> I am so <laughs> screwed news. right yeah. now. Yeah. And when, you know, she was debuting, even though she was debuting, she had ran really, really good... Uh, Two races prior to that, mm -hmm. and so I was nervous. And um, going into it, I just had to believe in myself that I had it in me, and that it was gonna go well. The thing that I did not prepare for though is running fast. Sure. Even though I was the one who took the best, right, you know, like, right, right. It wasn't right. like the the women pushed it. It was just me, but I felt great. Like on the part of the course that was, uh, you know, down or like flat. I ran so fast that I look back right now and I'm like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so it was good though. Did, did it occur to you then or maybe since that um, that time off was what allowed you to show up prepared? Like in some <laughs> ways, like the injury was helpful or something? I don't know, but the one thing though that I would have to say about when I was injured, like for example, the first two weeks, I was calm. I told myself that Maybe this is for the best. Yeah. Like my body does need rest. I haven't been injured, you know. I've been running for the last, what, eight and a half years right. without a significant break. Yeah, and so sure. I was like, well, since I'm taking this time off, my body requires it, and I'm really hoping that, you know, my body will get better, and um, it will take me at least for until the next Olympic cycle, you know. Right, like, right. Like I'll be healthy. And so I guess my body needed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think I hear people say that when you have, you're have injured, your, bo your body is getting to the breaking point where it can't handle it anymore. Right, right. Yeah, so I guess I needed it. Yeah, right. Um, well, then you had five days between 
six. Was it six? Yeah, yeah five. Because I ran on Sunday and then ran on Saturday. Saturday, okay. Yeah. Um, between the two, between the, the half marathon championships and the 25K, um, what did that week look like? Did you... Easy. Easy, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so... I flew to uh, Detroit on Monday and went and stayed uh, in Lake Orion mm -hmm. at an apartment with the Hanson Group, thanks to them. Um, so I uh, I just did, like on Monday, I actually ended up doing an easy 10-mile run. Tuesday was pretty easy, Wednesday was easy, and then on Thursday, I had a, like, what, 12 or so minutes of fat leg, like one on, one off. Okay. Nothing crazy. Yeah. And in fact, I wasn't even pushing myself, but I was still feeling good and I was still tired. Friday was easy. Saturday was, I mean, Saturday was a race. So there was nothing. It was more about the recovery than sure. trying to get any kind of fitness. Yeah. yeah. And so did you feel that week, like that the recovery was going well and you, you continued yeah. to have that confidence yeah. going into the 25th? So day. in the beginning of the week, I was a little sore, uh, but physically I felt good, uh, except the soreness on my legs. But then the, on Thursday, I want to say, oh no, I think, yeah, like Thursday evening-ish, I felt this um, exhaustion. Mm. But it was never like physical. It was mostly emotional, like physical. Uh, I mean, like emotionally. I think that, so. Then I thought about the week before that. I had a lot of activities to do with the kids, and I loved doing it. I had so much fun, and I think I had put so much pressure on myself, you know, like going into the half marathon. That when I ran so well, it just took so much, you know, like effort, just emotionally, and yeah, like, right. It didn't like occur to me until Thursday is final when I was like, oh my God, I am so exhausted, just emotionally. Sure. And on Friday, uh, we woke up and we went to the press conference and I was just still like exhausted. And I had, uh, so there was someone from the media that interviewed me. And I had had a couple of interviews before that, but it was, uh, it was okay. And then this guy asks me about how I grew up. And surprisingly, right in that moment, I kind of, it like something snapped. And I was back to being myself. I was back to being ready to run a race. Like, the exhaustion disappeared. Wow. I don't know why, but like just telling him about the way I grew up, the, the like about running to school, about having so much fun growing up, because that's all I knew. For whatever reason, it just made me happy. And it made me forget all the exhaustion that I had. And right. After that, I was good to go. Do you do you have a race this weekend? Because I feel like no. this might <laughs> No, 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 no. Absolutely not. No, I do not have a race. It's not going to happen a second time. No, yeah, that, yeah. No, that would be a misplaced priority. No. <laughs> no, I don't have any race this weekend. Thank God. Yeah. I, I'm however excited about my long run. Good. I haven't done long run in about two weeks. Okay. So I am super excited for my Saturday long run. Where are you guys going for that one? Oh, I don't remember okay. where exactly we're going to, but I have 18 miles of so nothing fancy, just yeah. out and back. Get so out and run. I look forward to that. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's really amazing, though, that that sort of turned the, yeah. the week for you. Like, I <clears> cannot <throat> imagine, I cannot believe how just somebody asking me about my past. Because everybody else had been asking me about, you know, how the race was going to go, sure. how, what I thought, and all that. But then, like, just someone asking me about, Growing up. Right. It just reset everything. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing that I learned though is that I can handle the pressure of traveling from one race to the next. Uh -huh. Like as soon as I got to Flagstaff, like, you know, I just reset. Like I could even have a race this weekend and not have to worry like not complain. 
except I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, I think for me, it's very important for me to go to a race and come home and reset and then get ready for the next one. Sure. But I can't deal with um, going from one place to the other. Now that just makes me exhausted. And quite frankly, I think I feel like I'm on vacation. Yeah. 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 But it, this experience taught you that it can work. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, uh, yeah. I, as long as somebody asks me about my past. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that, that was in Grand Rapids then. Yes. Yeah. So I, I heard from, from Ben, uh, and from Scott Fable, your teammate who is also there and ran a very, very solid second. Um, that you you're quite good with uh, with the fans and interacting with people. They they were rather impressed. Maybe they hadn't seen you in action before, but I just talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, um, say so. I don't know. I think that's just who I am. Mm -hmm. And um, really though, like um, I met a lot of friends and fans in uh, Michigan, oh in Grand Rapids, not just Grand Rapids. So, so there's this group um, that goes to uh, a village closer to mine. It's called Hope Water International, and they are putting up wells. And so I had been talking oh, to them uh, cool. before that. So I met them, and I met a lot of. Uh, they came. It was probably about like five to ten people. And after that, like they kind of posted pictures of me with them. And really, like I got so many friend requests on Facebook, <laughs> and I started having so many fans. And then, like even after the race, and then funny thing, um, I'm warming up before my race, and I'm running down the street, and a couple. Like, it was a man and uh, probably his wife. And the woman is like, do you have 31 siblings? <laughs> of all the questions, like, I'm warming up, you know, like, sure. who is thinking about my siblings when right, I'm running? Right. But it was funny that that was the question that she could ask me. You so know, she, she must have heard an interview. Yeah, she yeah, must yeah. have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but I, yeah, I think I met a lot of uh, friends and fans this last weekend and I don't know. I mean, I can't really tell you that I'm good with fans or not because I don't know that's just who I am. Sure. So I don't know. I guess I'll have to take what people say. Right. But I, hey, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh, do you think like um, that's something you enjoy about the sport it is, of course, the running aspect of it, but the fact that, yeah, you can have uh, influences on people or organizations or use that position of influence, I guess, to, I don't know, do other things outside of running. Yes, and I am really, uh, I guess, lucky, or blessed is the word I should say, um, that I talk too much, or like I'm outgoing. <laughs> um, I'm good with people. I think I, I like to tell myself that I'm good with people because I don't want to just be known as a good runner. I want to also, I want people to know that I'm a human being, you know, that yeah. I'm relatable, like I can relate with other people, I can crack jokes, I can like talk about other things sure. that is not running related. Right, right. But more importantly though, like, yeah, I, I, I'm privileged to have the opportunity to uh, use my running talent, you know, to hopefully inspire other people because that's one of my goals. Um, I would like to inspire other people through running, Sure. you know, and how do I do that? I mean, I can't just do that by running fast. But if I could tell my story, if I could say one or two things that would make a difference in someone else's yeah. life, then that would be great. And so that would, that's one of the things that I aspire to to get. Yeah. yeah. Well, it seems like it's working. For, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's good. Um, let's see. So before, I want to ask you a couple things about uh, um, goals going forward. But uh, before doing that, take one more step back. I heard a story about... Well, I, I wasn't given any detail, <laughs> okay. but what I was told was the 
Well, the first time you won prize money as a runner, I guess, was, oh my was God, a pretty cool ben thing for you. Oh, that. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> ben likes to talk a lot, too. So I he, told them last week uh, when we were coming, driving from Phoenix. Um, yes, yeah, so I got my citizenship um, April of 2016. Okay. I was sworn in at the 29th. Uh -huh. And that was actually the day before the half marathon championships. And the half marathon was in Columbus. So I couldn't okay. really go to Columbus, so I decided to go to Bloomsday. Okay. And I came in second place. So second place was $4,000. But then because I had become an American, um, I had $5,000 for, for United. It was $5,000 for an American. And oh my God. For top American? Yes, for top oh, American. Oh, wow. Okay. That, like, that is the best five thousand dollars i've ever won <laughs> it made me so happy like uh -huh. i remember just that day like i was on top of the world i mean thinking i just met nine thousand dollars yeah i had never met nine thousand dollars before that sure that was like the most money i had ever made in one day and it made me very very happy and in that moment if somebody had told me that money doesn't make you happy i would have called them crazy <laughs> you know because i'm like hey you don't understand how happy i was However, though, like, I think it was mostly because I didn't really expect that. Right. But, like, you know, <clears throat> things have changed since then, you know. I've been very blessed. I have made, you know, more prize money than that. But the one thing that I, I think this is what Ben was saying is that, you know, I, I'm beginning to realize that the important things, you know, are the relationships. And even with the running, like, I could win a race and make a lot of money. The money doesn't necessarily make me happy. Mm. It's more like the pride that comes with winning. Yep. Like, for example, I won another national title. That makes me very happy. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm inspiring people that way. It's not necessarily the money that I made that makes me happy. Sure. Of course, that's that's a good thing, you know, because like, you could do things. But in itself, like I just realized that money doesn't really make you happy except that one time I was very happy you know that one time well and I understand part of the reason maybe that was so impactful was things I guess prior to that hadn't gone and maybe as well as you had hoped and yeah, so you yeah. were thinking maybe this wasn't for you and honestly um I think a couple of times I almost quit running mm -hmm. um one time I think it was in 2014 or 15 no, I think it was 15. I ran New York City Half Marathon the week before that. Training was going really, really well. I was kicking ass and I thought I was I would go to New York and run really well. Yeah. I went to New York and got eighth place, run horrible. I crossed that finish line and I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do this again. Yeah. And then, um, well, somehow I ended up running anyway. Um, <laughs> and again... A couple months after that, I went to run the, oh, a few months after that, I ran the Big 7 in Iowa. And I came in fifth place and didn't really make much. And I was, it was very, very hard for me to make ends meet, you know. I was, sure. I was living in Santa Fe and it's like Flagstaff, the cost of living is high. And yeah. I wasn't really making enough money to pay for my rent or like to just cover my basic needs. And so it was really hard and I decided to get a job actually. And my job really helped me. I, um... I was able to like pay my rent and you know like live better and not go to rest desperate to make money right and so I had not made much money until that race you know in Spokane when I made nine thousand dollars and all of a sudden I had nine thousand yeah. dollars just for me right like, <laughs> and I had my job so yeah 
So maybe, I think that is why it made a lot of impact right. you know, in that moment because I had never like, I don't know. Kind of took the pressure off. Yeah, to it, some extent. definitely. Yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> like funny enough, though, um, that was um, that was in April. I'm actually May 1st. And 12 days after I read the 25K and of course won and, you know, made a decent price money. Mm -hmm. And really things changed for me. It completely changed. So... Yes, I did say that uh, it was the 25k that kickstarted my, um, you know, my professional running career. But now that I think about it, I think it might have been the reason Spokane yeah. that I came in second because after that, things got really better for me. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about that change, though. I don't know because I started running really, really well, not just in U.S. championship races, but I also started running really well sure. in a national field. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's one thing to believe you can do something, but I think maybe once you've done it one time, the conviction gets much stronger. I think so. I and, think so. Yeah. And that, I think, helps. I but. think so because, like, things have got really well since then until my last race, um, you know, like, not my last race, but, like, the race I did in April. Mm -hmm. Now, that crushed me. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that that was took me awesome, to, yeah. you know, like, the bottom. Back to that low place. And I think it was also a wake-up call for me. Actually. Sure, sure. It was a wake-up call for me that I needed to be serious with this, that it could just be taken just like that. Sure, And sure. so that was that was a good eye-opener. And honestly, at the time, like I said, I wanted to just disappear. But looking back now, I will take that just for the wins that came after that. <laughs> right. The lessons that I learned. Yeah. I'll take that easy. <clears throat> yeah. And a lot of times that's what it takes before yes. you find yeah. success. Uh, or continued success in yes. your case. <laughs> um, well, looking forward, uh, what are you excited about for the rest of this year? Uh, I am really excited about the fall marathon. Okay. <clears throat> that is the one thing that I feel right now like I haven't mastered, and quite frankly, I haven't mastered. Um, I am really looking forward to um, taking time and training for marathon. Like last year, I ran New York. But I also was focusing, I think my focus last year was on winning the off-world circuit title again. Sure. And so I ran a lot of races until like even five weeks before New York I was running uh, a race. Okay. And so I feel like I never gave myself a chance to train specifically for the marathon. But this year, I am really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to hopefully training going really well and more importantly, like hopefully like <laughs> getting the most out of myself and having a really good race. Yeah. You know, a really good fall marathon and finally just getting that um, confidence that I could be a marathoner because I feel like that is the race that I could be really, really good at. Yeah. If I can just learn how to do it. Right. I mean, I'm. people say that I'm good in the shorter stuff, but I think though, that the marathon is something that I, that it could be my thing. Sure. But until I figured it out it's not yet yeah yeah well i think ben must think that too i hope so he, he likes his uh, his marathoners yeah. and your teammates callan and steph have, have been uh well yeah well. proven success yeah, there yeah. um and i believe they'll be getting ready for something in the fall as well i so. think so i think we all uh we actually all have a meeting next week to try and talk about you know Maybe what we, what might be you know um uh, reasonable in the fall sure. because we all want to do fall marathons but we don't really know which one yet right and so i think we have that and i hope we have something where like we all doing the same thing uh, or something because so, i love i am i don't know like 
the right word, but I really love training with people. I, yeah. I, I use the casual word that I use. I'm a sucker for people to train. <laughs> and I would love if we all had the same ways. Like Stephanie and yeah. um, uh, Skelet last year were training for New York. Right. They had to train together. I would love for something like that to happen. But then again, we all have different goals. Sure. You know, so I don't know. But, you know... Beyond that, though, I think the main goal really is the 2020 Olympics. Um, right. And that, that would be awesome. That's on all your, Kellen all and Stephanie, yeah. all of you are on board I there. I think yeah. all of us are now, like, once the venue was uh, announced, <coughs> we are working backwards now. Sure. You know, because that is the main goal. Right. And so we're just working backwards, like, scheduling what races to do and whatnot. And so, yeah. And it, would you see that as sort of a lifetime goal to make an Olympic team? Oh my I mean, is that, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, I think anyone would say I that. Think, I suppose. I think yeah. I think <clears throat> that is the that's what every athlete dreams of. Right. And um, I have had a lot of opportunities in my life that I never thought I would have, including what we are doing right now. Quite frankly, <laughs> um, making the Olympic team. I don't really know how to express it, but I think. It would be a life-changing event for me. Yeah. And it's something that once you become an Olympian, nobody can take that away from you. Right, right. I would love to be the first Olympian in my little village. Sure. I would love to go back and talk to kids in my village and tell them that you could run, you could get a college education, and you could be an Olympian. And the only way for me to do that is by going to the Olympics, <laughs> you know? I'm not putting any pressure on myself. Sure. But I'm just saying that I think, not just for me, but for the next generation, especially for people um, in a village like mine where like there's not a whole lot going on and education is something that is very new and, you know, people are very talented. I would love to, like, I don't know, be that role model that does almost all of that. Sure. You know, like, and so going to the Olympics really would be great. Yeah. 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 And I think for any kid, whether they're in here in the U.S. or in Kenya, that, you know, you... Kids don't know what to do with their talent. So, yes. yeah, give, giving them, saying, hey, this is a possible outlet for, you know, um, making something of yourself. Yeah. And, be... I mean, it's it's a beautiful time here in the U.S., honestly, to be um, a kid or even, like, a, an athlete. And the reason I say to be a kid is because now we have role models. I mean, Shalene Flanagan just... Won New York City Marathon last fall. Yep. and just won Boston Marathon this spring. It's like this is something that has not happened, at least not in the recent past anyway. Right, right. And Decades. Yeah, like, and then you think about how, like, we've had this mentality where we think, you know, don't get me wrong. We, the Africans or the East Africans, are very, very good. We are talented. We work hard and all that stuff. But I think for a long time, you know, people thought, well, they could never be beaten. But now that Shalene has won and Desi has won, I think American kids are looking and saying, well, you know what, I could, that, that could be me someday. Right. And I so I think that it's a really good thing to be a kid here in America, especially a talented kid, because you know what, now they see that it's doable. Right. And so they've, Shalene and Desi has inspired a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's good. I'm glad, you know, like... I would love to play a role in inspiring other people too. Yeah, yeah, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so the 2020 trials, Atlanta. What do they, they must have a date set. I don't think I've... 29th, April 29th. April 29th. I'm not wrong, okay. but I think that's what the date is. Yeah. April 29th. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, I'm sure you'll be looking at some more tactical racing going in, yes. given the course. And yes. It could be warm even. I, oh, I hope it's not going to be warm. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, uh, so I had um, a podcast with Jay from Atlanta Truck Club a couple of days ago. Okay. And I kind of asked, you know, a little bit about the course, and he said, you know, it is a, it's flat for Atlanta, but just because it's flat for Atlanta doesn't exactly mean that it's flat for, you know, other other places. Sure, so sure. It's rolling. Yeah. But uh, if I have a chance to go run a race in Atlanta, you know, between now and 2020, I'll love to check out the course. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that'll. Um be a popular spot for elites in the next couple of years. Yes, yes, in the next couple of years, yes. Yeah, yes, certainly, certainly. Yeah. Um, well, Ali, thank you for, for sitting down and chatting. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. I hope I didn't talk too much. No, God, impossible, <laughs> yeah. impossible. Yeah. Uh, you're supposed to talk a lot in a podcast. So, yeah, no, thank you very much. Congrats again on the recent wins, and uh, best of luck going forward. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. All right.